Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. Martha Horrocks is a speech-language pathologist who has a telepractice-only based private practice out of Portland, Maine. She also has a very successful business selling materials on Teachers Pay Teachers and Boom Learning. Now, Martha could be very busy, but instead, she is intentionally keeping her businesses smaller and more manageable to make sure that she's maintaining work-life balance. If you want to create a business or businesses that help pay the bills, but also make sure that you have balance, this episode is for you. So stay tuned. I'm Jenna Castro-Casbon, speech-language pathologist, business coach, and creator of the Start Your Private Practice system. And I'm on a mission to turn stuck SLPs into successful private practitioners. If you're tired of dealing with high productivity requirements, high caseload sizes, and low pay, it's time to take control of your professional, personal, and financial life and finally get the freedom flexibility, and financial abundance that you deserve by working with private clients in your own practice. Join me here each week as I share tips, best practices, and inspirational interviews on the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. If you're a private practitioner or one in the making, you're in the right place. So let's get started. Martha Horrocks joined the Start Your Private Practice program in October of 2020. She was a school SLP who had transitioned to telepractice during the pandemic, and she found out that she actually really liked it. She liked it so much, in fact, that she decided to leave her school SLP job and do telepractice for a telepractice company. When she realized that she could see her own telepractice clients through her own private practice, she decided to cut out the middleman, set her own hours, and work within her own specialty. So she left the telepractice company and started serving her own clients through her own private practice, and her clients live all over the state of Maine. One thing that I really love about Martha and that I hope that you really hear as she's talking is that she created a business, well, two businesses actually, that she is not only passionate about, but they pay the bills and also allow her to have the balance that was missing when she worked in the schools. Private practice isn't just a work setting. It's a vehicle to help you get what you want and also help the people around you get what they need. If you've been thinking about private practice for a while and you want to hear how one of the students in my program did it, make sure you listen to the whole episode. Let's meet Martha. Okay, so before we dive in, can you please share your name, your location, and the name of your private practice? 
So my name is Martha Horrocks. The location, I'm located in Portland, Maine, and my private practice is Martha Speech LLC. I'm so excited to be doing this interview with you, Martha. We've gotten to know each other over the past, what, one and a half, two years or so? Sounds right. Yeah. Sounds right. So you you joined my Start Your Private Practice program, and that's how we've gotten to know each other. And it's been so cool to watch you grow from like just, you know, eager, taking it all in, doing all the steps to having a fully fledged private practice that that you're growing, which is super, super cool. But I want to go back first to the beginning. And before we actually started recording, you mentioned that your career changes. So maybe you could share something about that. But how did you get started in the profession and what were your early days as an SLP like? Ah, well, I've had a really interesting path. I'll I'll be brief about my life before SLP, but SLP was actually my third master's. I graduated from college, really wanted to be a classroom teacher, pursued a master's in elementary education, realized my heart was in special ed, pivoted and did a special education master's while teaching full-time, which was crazy. But you're when you're young, you do crazy things. And then got really burnt out um, and realized that I really wanted to connect with kids in a more specific area that I wanted to connect with kids one-on-one or in small groups, not classroom size, decided to go back and pursue my master's in speech language pathology, which was the best decision. This is my home. I love this field. And when I graduated, um, I moved to Maine and became a school-based therapist and uh, worked for the schools for two years. Um, Then the pandemic hit and my school pivoted to teletherapy for the rest of the school year. And I was like, this is so cool. (laughs) I had found like my my niche. um, I the mode that I love doing therapy. I think a lot of therapists switching to teletherapy was like the worst thing ever for me. Other than the pandemic, I was living my best life. So I decided uh, that I would leave and pursue working for a teletherapy company. And about a month into that, I was like, "Um, I think I could be doing this for myself. You know, like I think that I could be creating my own rates and my own hours and getting my own clients and interfacing with the parents and So I invested in your program, Jenna, and my goal was that I was going to do it over the year and kind of ease in. And what I realized was I don't have to wait. I can do the steps. I can start and get going. And so it's been almost a year um, since I started my private practice, left my um, teletherapy company, and I've been out on my own. And it's been awesome. Well, congratulations, right? This is like the kind of thing that I love to hear. And, you know, it's not just unique to Martha, everyone. Like Martha is obviously a unique person, but, you know, like other people are able to do this, right? It's like, you know, you have a dream, you decide to go for it. And I, I really like what you said about, you know, in working for the telepractice company, because that's something that a lot of SLPs do, right? They're like, oh, well, I want to kind of maybe earn some extra income. Let me sign up for a telepractice company. And I'm always the person in the Facebook group who's like, why don't you start your own company? (laughs) Like start your own private practice that offers telepractice so that you can do all of the things that Martha said, which is, you know, like set your own rates and choose your own clients and interface with families. Right. So I'm really happy to hear that, that that was, you know, something that worked for you. And then it was kind of a catalyst for you to do your own thing. 
Yes, absolutely. I was tired of getting paid too little and having my hours be crazy. I was doing, I was sitting on the computer way too long. Um, and I, something that I had thought I could do part-time was really becoming more full-time. And so I was like, this is the push that I needed, the sign that I needed that I can do this for myself. I love that. And I also, I remember in the early days of the pandemic, watching your videos on Instagram or whatever, like y'all, Martha has a knack for telepractice. And so tell, tell people a little bit about how this has been just such a great mode of, of uh, service delivery for you and for the clients that you see. So I, what I fell in love with originally was I'm obsessed with visuals. So even when I was a school-based SLP, I had tons of, and my former coworkers can speak to this, like so much like laminated printed materials. I was always saying, let's look at this together. I love visuals and interactive visuals is like just even a step beyond. I think it takes the therapy to an even more engaging place and even more specific place. It's really clear what you're working on. And so I love that. And I think kids, I, you know, they're way ahead of us in terms of technology, right? Like I will never know as much as like my third grade clients. Um, but so this is how they like to learn and how they like to absorb information. So why not meet them where they are and, and use the technology to my advantage. And I think one of my biggest fears, so my private practice is teletherapy only. Um, something I worried about last, you know, last spring when schools were like, hey, we're going to go back to full time. We're not going to have remote learners. Last year, I was like, is this, is this going to stick around? Is this still a good business model? Um, and then over the summer, as I was talking with families and they're like, no, it's so great. You know, we can we can just log on and the, the kids at home and they're they're in their environment, they're comfortable, but I can watch and they're engaged and we don't have to drive. I live in Maine. We don't have to drive anywhere. I mean, so it's a model that still has so much benefit, pandemic or not. And I think that you have to really like part of owning your own business is saying, how can I create something that obviously serves the community, but serves me as well? Right. And so for people who really love teletherapy. And there are also clients who love teletherapy. So you you find those people and you're going to have a great business. There's other clinicians who, you know, teletherapy isn't great for them for whatever reason. And maybe it's not great for their clients either. Totally fine. Then you should do in-person services, right? And so you, you get to choose your own adventure really as a private practitioner and create something that serves you. One of the other things I was going to ask, Martha, is I know that you've had a little bit of a journey between, you know, starting out as a generalist and then also starting to think about more specializing. Can you share that part of your story? Sure. So I um, am really interested in fluency disorders, specifically stuttering. When I was in the schools, I was really lucky. I worked in an enormous elementary school with two other full-time SLPs and my caseload was, I had a bunch of kids who stutter, um, which is kind of rare, but I just loved it. And I, in private practice, when I was trying to get it off the ground, I was like, I'll just, I'll, well, not anybody, but I'll take, I'll take the, the areas that I treated as a school base. So, you know, you need to work on our tick, like, come on over. Sounds good. And now I'm getting to the point where, and I love my current clients, 
but I know that my heart is with fluency disorders. So starting to think about specializing how to signal that on my website, how to signal that to when I do my marketing and to future clients. So those are things I'm in a state of transition and a year later, um, and maybe, maybe you are too as listeners, but giving yourself the permission to be like, it's been great. Like general population has been great, but I know my heart is somewhere. So continuing to redefine and think about what your business plan and what makes you happy. And there's nothing selfish about that. It's just, that means you're most effective as a clinician in that, in those spaces. Absolutely. And I always recommend that people get started treating anyone that they feel competent to treat, right? Because it's a great way to start to build your caseload, build your confidence and build your income. But over time, we all have populations that, you know, light us up and allow us to do our best work. And not only do we feel that, but the clients who we're working with, well, they feel it too, right? Or their families feel it. And so good for you for starting to make this transition to being able to work within the area that you're the most passionate about. You probably do your best work and you love to learn more, right? That's how people become, you know, more of an expert is by just diving in and becoming kind of obsessed with something and then sharing that knowledge with the people who need it. So I absolutely love that for you. What are some other things that you're starting to think about as you're, as you're starting to, to evolve as a private practitioner? Well, I'm trying to think about, so when I started, my hope was to be able to do the private practice and also do teachers pay teachers. Um, so I sell on Teachers Pay Teachers and Boom Learning um, on both platforms. So my goal was, oh, I'll do it like 50-50, you know, like I'll spend time on this and that. And I would say I've not been successful in that realm. I have put a lot of energy into my private practice, which is wonderful. And so now I'm, I'm starting to think about how can I make the private practice work for me and still work on Teachers Pay Teachers. I'm starting to really build up. I have a professional Instagram page where I talk about fluency and um, starting to do some speaking opportunities. And like I, I just wrote an article for a magazine about stuttering, um, for stuttering awareness. And so also leaning into those opportunities. So thinking of private practice as this is my opportunity to have touch points with the people who stutter, the children who stutter, and then also have opportunities to grow, like you said, as a professional to learn and then to be able to create, I'm a very creative person. So leaving time for creating with, um, teachers, pay teachers is important. So I think when we think about growing our practice, we assume like bigger, like we're going to have more clients or we're going to get a brick and mortar or we're going to hire. For me, growing means that I'm thinking about how to make that really work for my other professional goals. And that it doesn't mean that when I feel successful, that it'll be like this huge corporation, but it'll be this business that really works with the other um, goals that I have. I love that. And I think that's a really great reminder is that, you know, growing your private practice means different things to different people. And I think the most important thing to think of is really creating a business that serves you and that also serves your community, right? So, and, you know, serves you can mean different things, right? I have people who have, you know, multiple location 
clinics, right? And they have pretty huge private practices and that serves them. I have other people who really just want to be able to make enough money and help enough people so that they can pursue other interests, right? Or even just like not only work part-time or whatever it is that people want to do. So you're absolutely right to say that growing your private practice means different things to different people. And I think what it means is to get to a level where you really feel like the business is serving you and, you know, you're obviously in service to the business as well, but you know, you're, you're getting out of it, what you need to, to support your life. Right. I love that. Okay, cool. So just cause we just talked about, you know, PPT and boom learning, can you also let our listeners know um, what your either handles are or how they can find you on those sites? Sure. So it's just smart, the speech that's, that's like my just if you need to find me in any sphere, just look for Martha's speech and you'll find me. That was something, a name I had made years ago and it's kind of stuck and I like it. So yes, you can find me, um, Teachers Pay Teachers and Boom Learning with the star name Martha's speech. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about briefly is, you know, you, you live in Maine, right? Which Maine is one of the, you know, I'm just a little bit down in Massachusetts, but Maine is one of these big states that has some more rural areas and, you know, not as many practitioners. So I'm wondering, because I'm thinking some listeners who maybe live in similar kind of states, how do you find your clients or maybe how do they find you? Oh, that's a really good question. And I think it's something that I'm constantly thinking about. I, um, sorry, I live in Maine. Jenna is absolutely right. There is a shortage of SLPs here. There's only one graduate program here in Maine um, from for SLP. So it's providers are needed. My referral sources have mostly been word of mouth still. I think that when you live in a rural area, um, it's even more important to get used to telling people like, hey, like I'm Martha, I, I'm a speech language pathologist or I'm a speech therapist. I have my own practice. Can I like leave my my card or something? Or it's just, or when you're interacting with new people, getting really comfortable saying like, yeah, this is my job and I'm really passionate about it. That's been very helpful. I was fortunate in that I have um, some referral sources with private schools in the area who really needed help. Um, And so I get a lot of clients there. Also, there are practices in my area that have crazy long wait lists. Um, and I reached out to them and said, Hey, I'm a new practitioner. If you ever, you know, have somebody on the wait list that you feel like really needs therapy, you can send them my way. And so I've gotten a bunch of referrals from them as well, which has been great because then together we're fulfilling this local need. And I think that marketing through like your website is also important. I did SEO myself. I don't know how good it is, but I know that I get some some clicks on my website. Um, so recognizing, especially for a teletherapy business, um, that having marketing that's based on you know your website and SEO is is important if you want to reach people that are not in your you know local sphere. Well, yeah, that's, you're absolutely right. Is that, you know, you have to kind of think about how are people going to find you, right? So word, word of mouth and telling people about your practice, that that's just good practice, right? And everyone for better or worse has had experience knowing someone who stutters, right? Either a family member or a friend or 
a kid that they went to school with in third grade or something. So that that's a great thing for you to lead with because people can immediately identify with, oh my gosh, wow, that's you're a really helpful person then because I remember this kid in third grade who really had a problem, right? So that helps you stick in their head. And then all of a sudden, you know, they may be talking to somebody at the grocery store and they're like, oh my gosh, I met this person, right? Right, exactly. And and that's how it really works. And especially in rural areas, word of mouth is the most important. And I think people will go online and look at your website or any reviews that you have, but getting that referral from a person they trust means a lot more than um, using SEO or a Google search. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree with that. What advice would you have to people who are thinking about starting a private practice either, you know, on the side of their job or, you know, there's a lot of people right now just where we are in time and space who are thinking about leaving their jobs altogether. What advice would you give to people who are thinking about private practice, but might not really be sure if it's the right move for them? And and maybe even right now is the right move for them? I, so what I did, I I spoke about this a little bit earlier was I, I invested in Jenna's program and I was like, I'm going to dip my toe in and see what I can learn. And I think if you have this dream or this hope of pursuing a private practice, then start and just chip away at it over time so that when you're really ready, it'll be there waiting for you. I think there's also this feeling like if you start that you have to go all in and you don't. I always think, Jenna, you said at some point along the way, one client means you have a private practice. So if you start on the side, you can have a private practice. You're already doing it. Like you're you're achieving what you wanted. I think that it's totally fine to say I'm not ready to dive in, that I need, you know, something in my life, whether it's like a side income or whatever the timing's not right, that's fine. But just learn about it. I think take the time and start to learn about it. Start to think about what would this look like for me and my community? What would my goals be? I was fortunate. I think something I I sort of glossed over earlier was that I was earning a side income from TPT. So I felt confident leaving my telepractice company because I knew, hey, if if this doesn't work out, which I didn't think it wouldn't, but that I had this income to fall back on. And so I felt like, okay, I I have a business already. I think this is tangential, but I think we discredit ourselves as business owners sometimes. If you're um, doing TPT or you have a client in private practice or you're just seeing a client on the side after school, you are a business owner. You're doing business. And so you're already doing it. You don't have to give yourself permission to do more or less. You need to give yourself credit. And so for me, I was already in business. I'm just adding another facet of my business. And so really recognizing that and affirming that I can do this because I already am doing it in another sphere. That's excellent advice, right? Because sometimes people do, they just kind of psych themselves out or get, you know, turn too nervous in their heads or whatever. But like, this is possible listeners, right? When you listen to these podcast episodes and, you know, the one with Martha today has been fantastic as far as letting people know that you can make a private practice what you want it to be, right? You can see a handful of clients on the side and use that, you know, for extra income. You can have another business like a TPT business or boom cards and and balance it that way. You could go all in and, you know, 
grow a big practice. It's completely up to you. And so, you know, I want you to start with what your goals are and keep your goals in mind and then like figure out a way to get there. Right. And just back, back into that goal and know that it is possible. And so thank you for being here, Martha. Thank you for sharing your story. And I know that you already told people to f- where to find you, but tell them one more time so they can either send you a DM or look up your website. Perfect. Yes. Please send me a DM. I love talking with people who want to start a private practice or own a private practice. It's awesome. Um, I love cheering people on. So I um, most of my hub um, is Martha Speech on Instagram. You can also go to my website, MarthaSpeech.com. But yes, please reach out and I'd love to, I'd love to chat with you about it. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here and sharing your story, Martha. Thank you for having me, Jenna. It was great. So don't you just love Martha? I love her energy and how candidly she shared her path and noted a few twists and turns, but how they led her to be doing exactly what she wants to do, to help kids by providing excellent speech therapy services and also help clinicians by providing great resources to help them have more successful sessions. It's a win-win all around. Now, Martha has only been at this private practice thing for about a year. And look where she is now. As she'd mentioned in the episode, she joined my program with the intention of dipping her toe in, which is what most of my students do. But then she figured out how to grow her private practice to her desired level so that she can have a business that serves her needs as well as the needs of people in her community. If you want to have access to the exact same resources that Martha had to help her get started, head on over to independentclinician.com to learn more. The Start Your Private Practice program is a step-by-step program that you can go through at your own pace. I'll help you get your ducks in a row, navigate the legalities of getting started, help you get your first client, even if you don't know anything about marketing, and also figure out what to charge and which payer sources to accept, and even help you learn how to do billing. I'm on a mission to help 1,000 SLPs start their private practices this year so that you can have more freedom, flexibility, fulfillment, and financial abundance. If this sounds like what you're looking for, I would love to help you get started. Again, just head over to independentclinician.com and let's get you set up and underway. Until next week, I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll see you here again on the podcast. Have been toying with the idea of starting a private practice for some time now. So even being a full-time working mom, it was really nice to have a system that was all set up for me. I didn't have to reinvent the wheel or start from scratch. And I was able to land a client within about the first week and a half of me going public with my private practice. So now I have 12 clients. It is such an invigorating and amazing experience. If you want help to start your speech therapy private practice, then head on over to startyourprivatepractice.com backslash waitlist so that you will be notified as soon as we reopen the doors to the Start Your Private Practice system. Again, that's startyourprivatepractice.com backslash waitlist. I cannot wait to help you start your private practice. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT private practice beginners Facebook group. 
All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.